0: Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end Greg Russo And you're listening to Nate and the Fellas On Circling the Wagons Podcast On the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills Go Bills
1: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion, most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Rams hang up last year's Super Bowl banner,
2: and the Bills hang 31 points on the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. to win 31-10 over the defending Super Bowl champs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and we are sponsored by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you live in the Central New York, Western New York area, make sure you head on over to the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. We were just there couple of nights ago, placed some bets for the futures, the Buffalo Bills futures. We recorded the podcast. We're like, man, the Bills are definitely hitting the over on 11.5 wins. Sure enough, that bet is still very much alive tonight. We actually considered doing a 17-0 bet, but uh, we didn't get out of that. We're probably going to regret that later. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to go over the, the Bills' victory over the LA Rams. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game. Our sweet Sassy Malassi plays the game, maybe a Gettysburg of the game, and as always, our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers, with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. I'd like to welcome back our my co-hosts for the podcast, John and Mike, uh, fellas. Uh, how the hell are you after that big, huge, momentous win to start the season? Let's start off with John.
3: Hey, hey, the Bills are well on their way, so. They're on pace for undefeated season, as we predicted in a previous episode. Uh, so good. The defense shut out in the second half. Uh, they played well all game. Uh, obviously, the, you know, the turnovers w- weren't good. But, uh, like, Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey and, like, everything just... <sighs> it was great. It was great. Like, I, I, How often can you say, like, four turnovers and a kickoff out of bounds and... What would you predict would happen, right? In a typical Bills game from ten years ago, right? <laughs> they get blown out, uh, but it's just so awesome to see. And like, it, I'm, I'm, I'm savoring it, and I'm at the same time looking forward to the next week and and this whole season and this whole Super Bowl season that's going to happen. Like, it's just this is awesome.
2: I mean they you just talked mentioned the four turnovers, you know, kickoff out of bounds, you know, all those things. And uh they definitely don't win by twenty-one points, that's for darn sure. Um Mike, how are you doing, buddy? Uh thoughts on the the just great win over the Super Bowl defending Rams.
1: Yeah, great to be with you. It's a prime time game this week, prime time game next week. The Bills have arrived, right? We've been waiting twenty years for them to be back in the spotlight, um, and it just feels good. Specifically, the game today—who would who, you know—you're you tr- playing in theory, well, the defending champs, and who you would think have a strong chance to get there again this year. Um, so, when the Bills turn it over three times in the first half um, on national TV, and still destroy the opponent, the defending champs—like, it, it feels great. Awesome time to be a Bills fan, and just. So many positives. Just uh, you don't love to see the turnovers, but it's the first game of the season, and it, it, uh, both teams made some mistakes. But the bill, like the sky, the, the future is so bright. The sky is so blue. Crazy? The grass is so green. <laughs> it's so green.
0: <laughs>
1: Whatever. It's, it's crazy that.
2: <laughs> It's crazy that uh, the Bills turned the ball over so much and still won by 21 points. And, you know, not only that, the entire offseason, the national media has been prognosticating the Buffalo Bills as Super Bowl favorites. But you never know until they actually show up. Uh, I mean, we knew this team, at least we thought this team was pretty good, but there were a lot of uncertainties. The new defensive line was completely reshuffled and revamped. We thought that this was Along with Von Miller, was going to be the best defensive line they've had in a while. But you never know until heading into the game. What is this we all? This, Ken you Dorsey. never know.
1: You never know. before game time as <laughs> the clocks ticking down. like, oh, let's, let's seventeen to zero. What's the over on the season wins? What's the over on the division wins? What's, like, geez, your confidence. You, you just uh, don't
2: know for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, lock, I was, I was contemplating it.
1: A- like, <laughs> ah, Nate, you don't know for sure. No. You do, you do. So, uh, I think John shares our enthusiasm, right, John? I had absolutely
3: no doubts whatsoever. Nate
1: alluded to our trip to um, Del Lago, and the the one gripe we had was we tried to do a parlay, so betting that all these things had to happen, and we tried to do a parlay um, for Josh Allen to have the most passing yards and Josh Allen to have the most rushing yards, <laughs> and it wouldn't let us do it. He did. He he, he did that though. I know. We we meant for the whole season. (laughs) Oh, could happen. (laughs) And I think
3: the other part of the parlay was no punts all year. We're on track. Well, that's that's still going. Yeah, so far
2: so good, man.
3: It's. Turn the yeah. ball over four
2: times a game. You don't have to. Sweat, I guess <laughs> that was the fifth leg of our parlay. <laughs> Turn the ball over four times and still win by twenty-one points. It was a crazy parlay. You bet one dollar, you win ten million. It was it was insane. Um, yeah, I mean, th- let's talk about like. Uh, I mean, John alluded to it. Ken Dorsey, first game as a play caller. Um, we- I mentioned uncertainties uh, just a little while ago. Ken Dorsey, we did first time play caller. Great. Game uh, called, you know, trying to limit Aaron Donald to getting to Josh Allen. Josh Allen throwing passes, uh, getting passes out quickly, um, limiting his uh, his uh, impact against the Bills' offensive line. Uh, Josh Allen had almost 300 yards passing, uh, was leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, Also, Von Miller. I mean, Von Miller had had a great game. I mean, you talk about the difference maker between one team and the next, and you know, the Bills, I'm, I'm convinced. I know it doesn't matter. 13 seconds is over and, you know, that we're on to the next season. But, man, we have a guy like Von Miller last season. I mean, we go to the Super Bowl. I mean, there's almost no doubt in my mind. I mean, we traded in Mario Edison and Jerry Hughes for Von Miller, essentially, this last season. And that was the best trade-in we possibly could have had because, uh, I mean, he was just I, – I don't remember the last time – We've had a pass rusher as impactful as him. I mean, more so. If, it's only been one game. I think, you know, Mario Williams was in his prime when he came here, and he was a freak of nature. He was like six foot six, three hundred pounds, right? Like that's a, a absolute freak. But maybe Bruce Smith, specifically, just talent level, and elite physical, you know, traits, just you know, off the board. And mind you, he's in he's 33 doing it. So, uh, I mean, what what else can you say about Von Miller? You know.
3: Well, clearly he's worth every penny, right?
1: And not only for what he's done on the field, like you could see the other defensive linemen and just have made such progress. Sometimes it was the double teams and sometimes it looked like just his leadership like or moves that they've learned from him. Yeah, the other the
2: other players were looked great too. I mean, Boogie Basham had the bad up in the air on the interception. Uh, Greg Rousseau had the key sack um, at one point in the game. I mean, everyone seemed to be getting in on it. Um, the fa- the defense in general, had seven sacks. I mean, they, they look they look phenomenal. I mean, that, that group in general. I mean, John mentioned the defense looking great. Uh, this defensive effort to limit the Rams only ten points. A Sean McVay led team, only ten points. That's that's impressive.
3: They're on pace for 119 sacks this season.
2: Is that a lot, John? I have no idea. <laughs> You're like, yeah, they had 60 sacks that's, last year. That's a lot.
3: <laughs> that would be a record. <laughs>
2: uh man, there were there was a lot to take away from this game. Um, let's go into our stats portion of the game. Stats of the game.
3: done studies you know 60% of the time it works every time that doesn't make sense so you're telling me there's a chance
1: Well, people can come up with statistics to
2: prove anything Kent 40% of all people know that stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago On offense, Josh Allen, leading passer, obviously. 26 for 31, 297 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. I'd argue, I don't think it's even an argument. That one interception wasn't even his fault. He passed it to Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie basically handed off the ball to the linebacker as they uh, rolled over each other. So uh, that one, I wouldn't even count against him. So uh, almost had 300 yards passing. Only had five incompletions on the day, just Josh Allen had an incredible game. Uh, Rushing the ball, 10 attempts for 56 yards, one touchdown rushing. Uh, (laughs) I mean, there's so many positives to take away this game. I don't want to add any negatives. But, man, I'd love to see Josh Allen run the ball a lot less in the future. I mean, it seemed at some point where, like, he was kind of getting caught up and the Rams were purposely trying to tee off on him, as I'm sure any defense would on the opposing quarterback trying to, you know, Run the ball as freely as he did, so I would really like to. I mean, were you guys? I wasn't the only one that felt that, right? Like when he's running the ball, and I mean, Josh Allen's a really good runner, but he does take some hits. I mean, were you guys cringing watching that as much as I was at certain points?
3: I don't know. I I feel like Josh Allen is a cross between Superman and Captain America. Like, I I I think he's going to be every time he got tackled after one of those runs. You notice he gets up and he's smiling and, and like almost laughing like he's having fun out there like I, he can do whatever he wants i don't care
2: yeah it's funny like i feel i feel a similar way I, i'll f- probably feel that way until he gets injured but you think about it, i mean every time you know he gets up i mean it's just it didn't even matter like i mean the hit didn't matter apparently as long as he gets up every time um what, what's crazy about it though is not so much that i I didn't want him to rush, which I didn't. But that Devin Singletary was doing a really good job running the ball, and I felt like they just kind of phased him out of the game after the first quarter. Did it feel like that to you guys? Because he had eight carries for 48 yards. They didn't really feature him again until the end of the game, and that was after, you know, Cook and Moss both had fumbles during the game. I mean, Devin Singletary, eight carries, 48 yards, six yards per clip. Uh, I thought he looked great. Again, I just... They just kind of went away from him. I'm not sure why. I was checking the Bills' PR Twitter page. There was no, nothing stated about um, any injuries. I just think that they were trying to change it up for some reason, and I don't think they had nearly any success because Zach Moss had six carries for 15 yards, and James Cook, uh, one carry for two yards, and we all know what that one carry was, his first NFL carry uh, as a rookie, and uh, he coughs it up. <laughs> not a great way to start your uh, NFL career. Not ideal. Not great, Bob. Uh, but it happened. Uh, Hopefully he gets over it and the Bills, uh, yeah, the Bills run, uh, rushing attack. Hopefully it doesn't feature Josh Allen every week. Stephon Diggs was the Bills leading receiver. Eight receptions on nine targets for 122 yards, one touchdown. He had that 53-yarder in the fourth quarter um, over Jalen Ramsey. Uh, That was, that was a, Cool pass. He had to lay. He basically fell down in the end zone. Um, Gabriel Davis, another great game by Gabriel Davis. Four receptions on five targets, 88 yards, one touchdown. That first touchdown uh, of the game started off the, the Bills' uh The Bills offense. Jameson Crowder, the next leading receiver, um, three receptions on four targets for 28 yards. Zach Moss, oddly enough, next leading receiver, um, six receptions on six targets for 21 yards. If you were to guess that Zach Moss would have more receptions than James Cook uh, and Devin Singletary combined, I mean, I I don't think I would have taken that bet, but here we are. Isaiah McKenzie, next leading receiver, two receptions on three targets for 19 yards and one touchdown it's funny we did a twitter space uh earlier before we started recording this one and uh somebody mentioned that you know i bet the bills are uh missing cole beasley i don't necessarily think that they're missing cole beasley uh thinking about it now i think i think the crowder and mckenzie mckenzie minus that one you know uh giveaway to the rams um i thought they were okay uh I think they were probably just about as good as Cole Beasley would have on a day like this. You know, what are, what are the stat line? It would probably be four receptions for... Uh, five receptions for 47 yards and a touchdown. Sure, I could see Cole Beasley running that stat. Um, I think it's just going to take more time. I mean, Isaiah McKenzie didn't play a ton the last few years with Josh Allen, and Crowder just started with Josh Allen in the offseason. So I think it'll take some time. But uh, the other... The other receivers were doing so well. Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs had over 200 yards between the two. I mean, why would you even need to, you know, focus on the slot? Matthew Stafford on the on the Ram side of the ball. Matthew Stafford, 29 for 41. 240 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Uh, Daryl Henderson, Jr., leading rusher, 13 carries, 47 yards, zero touchdowns. Leading receiver for the Rams, of course, Cooper Cup, Uh 13 receptions on 15 targets 128 yards one touchdown and the next leading receiver for the rams had only 39 yards receiving so it was clear that he was you know like 60 percent of their offense essentially uh cooper cup at some points i was just like man like are you guys ever gonna double team him i think they were just trying to keep him in front of him but i mean he's as good as he is though it still couldn't uh they still couldn't help them score more than 10 points I mentioned earlier the Bills had uh, seven sacks on defense. We had Von Miller with two sacks today. Greg Rousseau with a sack. Boogie Basham Jr. with a sack. Jordan Phillips with one and a half sacks. Jordan Phillips looked... I mean, we mentioned how good Von Miller looked. Defensive ends looked pretty good. Jordan Phillips looked great tonight as well. Um, A.J. Epinesa with one and a half sacks. Very, very quiet one and a half sacks uh i mean the bill's defensive end man jeez it's almost like von miller just required enough attention to actually give them a chance to uh to get some one-on-ones and then we talk about interceptions boogie basham not only did he have a sack he also had an interception um dane jackson had the interception in the first quarter and then jordan poyer had the interception towards the end of the game to really seal it for the buffalo bills so those were stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Now let's go into our Sweet Sassy molasses plays of the game.
1: Sweet Sassy Molassi, get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown.
2: All right, so Sweet Sassy molasses play of the game. Um, I'm going to give it to the Jordan Poyer interception uh, in the fourth quarter. It was that weird, like, no look pass by Stafford, which like was super cool in the Super Bowl, because I believe they scored a touchdown or got a first down on it, like a really important play in the Super Bowl. Uh, that was not the case tonight. Uh, in fact, it ended up with uh, a no look pass, and Cooper Cup uh, tipped it into the air. It was one of his only two incompletions on the night, out of fifteen uh, attempts, and uh, went right into the hands of Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer got the interception. The Bills were stayed up twenty four ten. They scored. Uh, on the next drive to go up 31-10. to 10. So it was the nail in the coffin. I love that play. Not only that, Jordan Poyer, a guy who just saw Dawson Knox get his contract extended this past week, um, probably won't get a contract extension um, before free agent. Or, and he won't. Uh, and he may be his last season with the Buffalo Bills. I mean, he just looked great uh, in general. So... Ah, uh, big play by that, uh, John. I'll go for to you next for your sweet sassy molassy play of the game. Who did you like, and what did you like?
3: For sweet sassy play, I, I really enjoyed that uh, Boogie Basham tip and uh, interception. It uh, it reminded me; I, I, I seem to remember Bruce Smith doing that at one point. Um, you know, and, and it's rare for a defensive lineman to to to, to get something like that, so I, I thought that was really awesome, and it was a great play.
2: I like that one too. John, I, th- I feel like I remember that play. Was it maybe against Boomer Esiason for some reason? I feel like I remember that play. Uh, Mike, what about you?
1: Sweet Sassy Molassi. For me, Nate, it was the opening touchdown of the 2022 season. Josh Allen to Gabriel Davis. They picked right up where they left off. Um, and I thought the Bills never looked – in our minds, I, I didn't think we ever thought the Bills were going to lose that game after they went up. Um, of course, the Rams came back to tie it, but just it felt like the Bills always had the momentum from that opening touchdown. John, did you think they were ever going to lose that game after the Bills scored?
3: No, not at all. all. Right. I,
1: I was worried a little bit after
2: the interceptions and fumbles. They seemed was, so fluky, the... though,
1: right? Like the Bills were dominating, except for the fluke I, I... when the ball. Bounced funny. The Bills were the players making the plays. I was worried that
2: the defense might not be able to hold up after all of the turnovers and that they wouldn't be able to keep up their great defensive play. Uh, Hey, but chalk this one up. I guess everyone gets one wrong, you know. Um, So this was just mine. I I, I was worried that it – and they held them. Zero points in the second half. So – Apparently I was the only one that was a little worried. <laughs> Mike just sat back the second half of the game, hands behind his head, just you know, <laughs> robe uncovered, just <laughs> laying down there like a king, just like no worries in the world. You know, let, looking over his kingdom of confidence in the Bills. Uh, no, I was I was a little worried, but it, it, you know, after what was it? The uh, alien threw. Did they have any? uh, Yeah, they had a they had a fumble in the second half, but other than that, it was pretty good, uh, all things considered. No, no, I I felt good. Do we have a Gettysburg of the game for this one? Four score and seven years ago.
3: Yeah, the Gettysburg was when they announced the start of the twenty twenty (laughs) two season.
2: Nice. Nice, John. They announced the start of the twenty twenty two season. That was the, that was this that, that was a changing point. And the Bills won. The Bills were not behind at any point during the game. But I want to I want to give the Gettysburg to the Greg Rousseau sack in the beginning of the third quarter. Um, nope. <laughs> Mike, do you have a Gettysburg of the whatever, game? man?
1: Let's <laughs> go ahead.
2: This was yours. No, I'll let you. No, no, no. 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 You had it. No. You had it. Yeah, I didn't know if you'd. I didn't know if you'd remember it. So, Do you think
1: I'm an idiot. How can I not not remember?
2: <laughs> well, you were driving when we first discussed this. When we were doing our pre-production, you know, discussion <laughs> or pre-production oh, sit down. Uh, so, no, no, um, I, I forgot it already. You, I need you to. <laughs> I didn't think you could write it down. I was like writing please, notes and. Please. It was the Gregory. So. So Mike and I are watching it together, and it's like right after the right after the start of the third quarter, I'm like, "Damn, it sucks that the Bills aren't getting the ball here." And then the Rams go three and out, which. it w- they went three and out because Greg Rousseau had that sack on uh, a botched snap by Stafford. So the Bills punt it, and then Isaiah McK- the Bills score immediately. Or I'm sorry, the Rams punted to the Bills. The Bills score immediately after, uh, 17 to 10, and they never looked back. I felt like that was a changing point of the game because it, you could easily see that if it wasn't for a botched snap and Greg Rousseau actually getting some pressure pressure because uh, if he doesn't get pressure, I think Matthew Stafford gets that ball off to Cooper Cup, and I'm sure they get a first down. That's that's just the way I see it, but uh, they they did, and I feel like that was a little bit of the changing uh, of the game, the momentum. Uh, but but yeah, that's that's kind of how I saw it. All right, we did Sweet Sassy Malassi plays of the game, Gettysburg of the game. For by the way, if you're if you're new to our podcast, I feel like I should have mentioned this. Sweet Sassy Malassi play of the game is obviously the best play of the game. Gettysburg though is just the changing point, the turning point of the game. If there is one, that was kind of my turning point I mean, there wasn't a point in which the Bills were losing But I like that one as, uh, as it could have gone either way at that point It was still kind of a neutral battle If you will,
1: within the war So uh, When when uh, Allen had that Angry run, that stiff arm on the DB I think it was Nick Scott Were the Bills up by a touchdown at that point? I can't remember the exact game circumstances But it seemed like it really fired up The, the Bills and jeez gotta be demoralizing for the rams
2: (laughs) that was a good run that was a good run you imagine how angry you'd have to be to be like that guy that got stiff-armed by josh allen tim scott nick scott whoever you said it was not important (laughs) but yeah yeah the guy just like sit down the one guy the one linebacker that almost got that did get stiff-armed by dawson knox got uh, he uh, horse collared Dawson Knox after that. He was not happy about that. He was going to bring him down no matter what. I was telling, it, uh, we were watching it. And I'm like Mike. I think he tried to pull his arm out of his socket. Well, it was a horse collar tackle, but yeah, yeah, that was a that was a good angry run. I liked it.
3: Yeah, he used both his hands to horse collar him too. He just, it wasn't just a one-hander.
2: You didn't want to be on the highlight reel like that one Bengals DB. <laughs> Uh, that Dawson Knox diff-armed like back to uh, the Stone Age a couple of seasons ago let's go into our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, let's start with the Wall of Fame Wall. Uh, Mike, I'll let you do this one because I stole your Gettysburg of the game I'll try not to steal your Wall of Famer
1: for me, it's got to be Von Miller. I think you could you could put as Josh Allen goes, so go the Bills. But we could put him up here every week. But with Von Miller returning to L.A., we've talked about it before. But addition through subtraction, right? Not only do the Bills get him, but it keeps him off of L.A. for Aaron Donald. Their their entire defense. Um, and and Miller just had an awesome game. You saw his impact anytime the Bills D was out there. So he's my uh, Wall of Famer. So Mike puts Von Miller on the Wall of Fame. Addition by subtraction. Man, I feel like a great
2: man said that last week in our preview episode of the twenty. I can't remember who said that. Man, that's such a good line, though. Uh, John, who do you put on your Wall? It was me. It was me, by the way. John, who do you put on your Wall of Fame in today's victory? Or this 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 week's victory?
3: Mike's not going to like this, but I'm putting four people on my Wall of Fame. Uh, I'm gonna go with Ken Dorsey. Uh, it, like from the first drive, like the, that touch, the third and shore got the touchdown. Like the whole game was great. I thought it was great. I was excited for Ken Dorsey to start the season, and I'm I'm glad that he had he had the the game that he did. Would you um, guys criticize him for
1: allowing Allen to run as much as he
3: does? I I didn't criticize. I think that was just neat.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'll get my turn don't worry
3: <laughs> uh Allen led both teams in passing and rushing like I, I, you got and, yeah that's pretty cool you know he's always amazing von miller like like mike said and, and leslie frazier for just putting his guys in the right position um like you know they had a couple young corners out there and everything but like he just schemed great you know it is great all around. I didn't
1: know we could just list as many people as we wanted. I thought there's some discernment. Well, it's the wall of fame. Maybe I
2: should say like the wall section of fame, mm. <laughs> like the wall. So anybody name, that you think name. did a, above average job. John John could take up the entire stadium wall if he you wanted know to. Let's like put Stephon like, Diggs up there
3: too. <laughs> Stephon Diggs, he had you know, great route running. Like he had hit some big plays receiving. We'll do some Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Let's do that. We'll put five guys up there.
2: <laughs> I like. I like. Uh, I mean, you guys. When when a game's this good and it's this big of a statement win for a team and a franchise, uh, starting a season, you have national media prognosticators saying the Bills are this good. The Bills prove it. The Bills manhandle a really really good Los Angeles Rams team. Um, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of people on the Wall of Fame, so this is the only time I'll allow it, John. No, no, you can do it whenever you want. John. I don't care what people say, but there's, I, I'm gonna give it to Ken Dorsey. I think that was your one of your first ones, John. It was like, uh, you know, we mentioned earlier, like question marks going into the season. I was, like, quietly optimistic that Ken Dorsey would be really good. Um, I think Brian Dable was a great coordinator, but that doesn't mean there wasn't room for improvement um and i think that you saw just i mean the bills didn't punt at all during the game and um you know they turned the ball over several times so they didn't have to punt but uh it felt like they were moving the ball at will for the most part uh over the over the uh, uh, rams defense that you know has a really good you know has a good secondary they got bobby wagner in the off season so they don't have von miller anymore but you thought they'd be almost as good and they the effectively almost neutralized Aaron Donald uh his impact on the game uh and so yeah I I I like I was really pleasantly surprised pleasantly I was hopeful hoping that I would get that sort of uh outcome from play calling game planning from Ken Dorsey and we did get it so it makes me very optimistic moving forward here's a big question mark we just didn't know what we had you know it's his first time as an offensive coordinator uh you knew he was a smart guy. You knew he was a competitive guy. You knew he was Josh Allen's hand-picked coordinator. Uh, he was a passing-in coordinator last year. You knew that was good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I like that. I mean, you guys mentioned Von Miller, the defense. The defense was unbelievable. Uh, so uh, picking up exactly where they left off, uh, even without Tredavious White. Man, I we didn't even mention that. Can you guys imagine what this defense is going to look like with Tredavious White back? I mean, one of the best corners in the in the NFL, and this, I mean, I don't know, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to
3: get too excited about it. <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah, def- I'm gonna definitely, g- definitely. Like, he hasn't played since week eleven last year, and they were the number one defense last year. And now they have Von Miller on top of that. Once he comes back, that is going to be. And he's their he's their best defensive player is Tre'Davious White. Like, on top of everything else, and they've been doing so well. It's I think it's fantastic. Um. I also wanted to point out um, that if the Bills can name nine captains, I can put five guys in the Wall of Fame.
2: Ooh, good point, John. Burn, Mike. Uh, let's go over to the Wall of Shame. 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 In uh, this win, uh, man, it's hard to. You gotta. You almost have to be a little nitpicky, to. To pick one, but I, I I think I'm just gonna go turnovers. I mean, you have the Isaiah McKenzie handoff to the uh, the Rams linebacker. You have the Josh Allen interception, where he, you know, underthrew Jameson Crowder. You have the James Cook fumble, uh, Zach Moss fumble, uh, just turnovers. They I think John alluded, mentioned the the Tyler Bass kick out of bounds to start the second half. Uh, you know, just some weird things that that happened, but it didn't seem to matter. imagine if those don't happen, by the way. Imagine if all those things don't happen or even half of them happen, the Bills win by what? Maybe thirty points, perhaps? Kinda crazy. So I'm gonna give uh turnovers to Wall of Shane. Mike, who do you who do you put on your Wall of Shane?
1: The only thing I can remember, Nate, is that I did not like regarding the Bills was Von Miller's Uh, on-field interview, it sounded like when she's like, oh, how does it feel to play against your old team? just goes on and on, gushing, gushing about his love for the LA Rams. It was like (laughs) going out on a date with somebody and all they do is talk about their ex-boyfriend. Like, (laughs) guy! uh <laughs> that's that wait wait, wait i I love
2: that you said that because i we were both watching it together, and that's kind of what I thought at the same time. I'm like, ah, oh, like oh yeah, you know, I have a lot of respect for the that that team over there, those guys over there, and then it's like, okay, done, pause, now talking about the bills, and you know I'm gonna miss you know playing with the, I started with uh, and then he went on and on, I feel like he didn't even oh, mention the little, bills some
1: special special time super Bowl fifty six love those guys, never take it away. I want to go back as soon as I can. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like you know, like
2: I had him write. We all wrote in each other's yearbooks. Like you know, BFFs forever. We're going yeah, out after yeah. This. Have you guys? Have you guys ever gone on a date with a with a someone that talked about their ex the whole time? I, or is that just a good analogy, Mike? Because that was a good analogy. But I've had that happen really? once. Yeah. <laughs> One time, I was on a date with a girl, and. She was just like talking about her ex. I think they dated for a few years, but like I don't think it was even recent. Like they hadn't dated in a year at least. And like, oh yeah, you know, he's moved on and he's I'm like just like, hey, am, am I on a date with you or your ex? Like this is so weird. It was very awkward. So been there. So that hit that struck a chord with me. I mean I I was completely okay with that not working out, but that was just funny looking back at it. That is awkward. It was as awkward as that at Von Miller uh, yeah, post-game interview. I get what he's saying, but he, I think he was... It's almost like I felt like he either really missed them or uh, he just felt like he had to overcompensate because he didn't want to talk badly about them, if that makes sense. If I'm trying to be devil's advocate.
3: It, I, I almost thought that it was... I don't know if it's weird but almost like a dig at the Broncos. Like he's talking about the Rams and the Bills. He he's played one game for the Bills and eight games for the Rams and 142 games for the Broncos. He <laughs> didn't say anything about Denver.
2: <laughs> I think I think he mentioned this week that he was ready to leave Denver and that the move to LA kind of revitalized his love for the game and his path to success and everything like that. So I I completely get what you're saying, John, but after hearing that earlier this week, I'm kinda not surprised you didn't mention Denver, but Yeah,
3: yeah and like what and the stuff he said today in the interview, like, it's not anything we hadn't heard before. And like we know that one of the biggest reasons is, you know, well, the money and also three Super Bowls with three different teams, right? Like and you know I don't care if that's the reason. <laughs>
2: I could care less if that's the reason. I just want him to win one. <laughs> Mike, so that's your wall of shame? Very good. I like that one. John, do you have uh, a different wall of shame? Do you want to put four people on your wall of shame? Please feel free to. Just know that no, it
3: waters I'm, I'm, each one down. I I got so like I'm with Nate on the, the turnovers. Like I can't pin it on a specific player because it was four different people at fault for the turnovers, and one of them was Josh Allen that I put on the wall of fame. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, the you know we you already went over Mackenzie Cook and I I and and uh, Moss um and you were talking earlier about the the change in, in running game it, like I did think that was curious as well. Singletary had been running good. Um, Moss had definitely had some good effort plays, but he definitely wasn't as efficient as Singletary either. So I did think that was curious, but I don't know. Um, and when Cook fumbled, uh, I, I was, you know, sitting in the room I, to my wife, well, he's, he's going to be best for the game. He's a rookie who fumbled. He's not going to play the rest of the game. And he didn't. So, um,
2: he's not going to play the right. But... Re- he's not going to play till Tradavius White comes back <laughs> from the pop. I know. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I you know you feel, I, I kind of, I felt bad. I actually really felt bad for James Cook. Him, his first carry being a fumble. Like, man, what a what a way to start your career. Uh, I mean, you just have to hope that he's got a super thick skin and he just forgets about it. And because they did not, to, to my knowledge, I don't remember him getting another snap after that. So, yeah, yeah, those were uh, those were the wall of shit. So. So those were the Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. So um, there were some other stats I forgot to bring up earlier. One of the cooler stats I saw on Twitter after the game was uh, from Marcus Mosher. He writes Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey allowed a perfect passer rating of 158.3 in Week One per Pro Football Focus's initial grading. He was targeted seven times, allowing six receptions for 124 yards and two touchdowns. So he was uh, he was the victim of both Gabriel Davis's touchdown, or at least uh, it was either Gabriel Davis or Isaiah McKenzie's touchdown, and obviously the Stephon Diggs touchdown.
1: So that was a that was a really cool. Do you guys stat. remember like when Allen came out how? Jalen Ramsey was talking about him, like it was yesterday. I tweeted about oh, did it. Oh, go ahead? I, 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 yeah, yeah, but go ahead. No, I'm just asking if you remember. I guess you do. <laughs>
2: uh, I do, I do. So okay. that was yeah.
1: We'll uh, we'll <laughs> definitely is, strike I have this a... <laughs> part. <laughs>
2: No, this is the quote I posted on Twitter and Instagram. If you're not follow- following us, by the way, we're at CTW Pod, like Circling the Wagons Pod. We did a Twitter space um, after the game, and we'll hope to do them in the future every week um, from at Pod. So follow us there and-, and check for us after the game. It's a- definitely a great opportunity for you guys to get your voice on the podcast uh, and on the podcast network. So he said uh, in 2018, after Josh Allen was drafted... Um, Jalen Ramsey, he went out of his way to say this. I don't know why he even mentioned this, but he said, I don't care what anybody say. This was in a GQ article. I don't care what anybody say. He's trash, and it's going to show. That's a stupid draft pick to me. We play them this year, and I'm excited as hell. I hope he's their starting quarterback. So, (laughs) yeah, tore him apart tonight, man. Uh, We should put Jalen Ramsey. I mean, it's usually a Buffalo Bill on the wall or you know, some sort of faction of who or what of the Buffalo Bills. But Jalen uh, Ramsey deserves it. So let's go over to Twitter real quick. Um, after every game, I say who or what is on your wall of fame and wall of shame. And the best tweets get read.
1: How do you determine the best tweets?
2: Uh, the ones I get to first. Oh. The ones I get to first. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can usually tell. Like the ones that are just like wall of fame, Allen wall of shame, you know, coaching staff, I'm not going to read right? Miss T writes, cause, cause and by, John's by the way, already if I said those takes. <laughs> so this is, this is just, this sounds like Mike, I know it's not John's burner, but miss T writes, she says wall of fame, Allen Diggs, Davis, Singletary, Miller and Phillips. So she, she darn near put a, a person in, in every seat in the stadium. <laughs> if we're doing, you know, mentions on the wall, uh, she said, wall of shame, the offensive turnovers, those who ran the ball, minus Singletary and Allen. And Allen ran it too much, she said in parentheses. That weird bass kickoff, all on the wall of shame. Sweet Sassy Molassi, that Allen stiff arm. Wow, Mike. There you go. That was your Gettysburg, but I get it.
3: That was definitely a good Sweet Sassy Molassi. Like He he was not going to be done at I had that first down. He's like, F you, push him over. All right, let's go. Next play. I love it. You know he
2: weighs like 30 or 40 more pounds than that DB, too. And it's just like, you can do that. You're that big. You can do that. You can almost do that to linebackers. Or you can do that a little bit. Uh, Bill Lasso writes, Wall of Fame, Von Biller. Nice. Gabriel Davis, Singletary, and that Josh Allen guy. He's so hot right now. <laughs> this was a team victory. Everyone deserves credit. Wall of Shame, turnovers. Cook not getting a second chance. Don't plan on seeing him for a while. Sad face. And designed QB runs on his wall of shame. That's a good wall of shame. Cute Q- designed QB runs. I'm okay with designed QB runs just like less, especially when you're up by so much or winning. I don't know. That's just me. I cringe. I know people will say that it doesn't matter, you know, those are better they're better to be designed QB runs than, you know, he drops back and he ends up leaving the pocket. But man, I don't know. Each one of them scares me a little bit. Jiminy Jellikers writes, Gettysburg was the McKenzie touchdown. Uh, Sweet Sassy Molassi was a was a tie between the stiff arm by the next MVP and the Diggs touchdown. Wall of Fame is Dorsey, Benford, and the D-line for seven sacks. Yeah, I like that one a lot. So we didn't even mention Christian Benford, the six-round rookie getting the start over first round rookie Kair Elam, which we didn't know if that was going to be the case. I'm so happy that this coaching staff looks, at least at what they think, is the best player to be put on the field, regardless of draft status. Um, I really like that. And and he's earned it. Wall of shame, he says, is fumbles. We won't keep winning games by 21 if we keep giving up the ball, but I'll settle for 10-point wins. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's possible that might not matter. The Bills are might the bills might be just that good that those that you can have several mistakes and it doesn't matter you still beat teams by 21 points. Josh Allen's left arm. So we didn't give Josh Allen a fire emoji rating. I want to do five five fire emojis just to do it. Uh, like we used to. I, I some people said out of ten. I don't know. Ten just seems way too much. I want to do five. John, what would you give Josh Allen out of a, a fire emoji?
3: Yeah, whatever the max is, he's, five. he's the goat. He's the goat.
2: Nice. Mike, five fire emojis? Yeah. John's like, I want to give him five goat emojis. So so I would give... I, I'd say five. Five sounds really good. I like five. Uh, Josh Allen's left arm on Twitter writes, Wall of Fame Josh Allen, four fire emojis. Diggs talking trash after smoking Ramsey. I did like that. Uh, that was a very good call. I love that. Uh, Miller and Phillips making a huge... Spark to a deep and good D line. Yep, absolutely. Phillips was on fire tonight. A wall of shame. Lack of commitment to a run game, especially with Singletary. Also, running backs need to hold on to the football. Even more reason for them to uh, feature Singletary from here on out. I don't understand. You know, I'll give Ken Dorsey the the benefit of the doubt. That was more of a that reminded me of Brian Dable. To be honest, <laughs> if we're being honest, that that was a Brian Dable move. To spread the ball around when he didn't have to. It's like, oh, this guy's doing really well. Well, let me give it to another guy. Like, no, just keep keep giving it to the guy that's hot. Mike Graham writes, Wall of Fame, Von fucking Miller. He makes the whole D-line better. Josh Allen for burying a grown-ass man. Ken Dorsey deserves some love, too. Wall of Shame, Cook, Moss and Mackenzie. Mackenzie made up for it though. Clean up the turnovers and I can't see anyone beating us. Seventeen and oh. Someone brought that up on the Twitter spaces who who on this who on the schedule has us and something like, ah, we did the preview podcast a week ago and we couldn't find a whole lot. M writes, she says Wall of Fame all of our INT kings, Vaughn, of course, and my dad yelling taint every time the Rams snapped the ball. <laughs> M, your dad sounds incredible. He sounds like a really cool guy. We should have a beer with him. Sit down. He could be a co-host for the podcast. He'll just replace Mike. Wall of Shame, cook for our one fumble, I guess. Go Bills. Original Hatred rights Wall of Fame, Leslie Frazier. How is he not a head coach? That's a great point. Mike was, uh, mentioned that during the game we were watching. He's like, I, I don't think he got any interviews this past season with the number one defense, which is a shame And I think he only got like one or two interviews the year before. Um, But yeah, great point by uh, the original Hatriot. What a fantastic defensive effort. The whole team was prepared and loaded to bear. For bear. Wall of Shame, timeouts, or turnovers, sorry. He said TOs, turnovers. Cook, Moss, and Allen. Those were terrible. McKenzie's was more lucky than anything, so the face of the franchise gets a pass. <laughs> he also writes, Gettysburg, when the schedule was created, destiny was made. John, our guy Mark, the original hatred, right on your line of thinking. Smart guy. <laughs> eh, he's alright. <laughs> uh, Rory Doolin writes in Wall of Fame, Allen, the Bills D-line, Dorsey for a well-coordinated first game, Wall of Shame, the slot receiver, interceptions, the running back fumbles. And he writes, poor Cook. Yeah, man, Rory, I am, I am right with you there. Josh Rinkin writes, Wall of Fame, Jordan Phillips. Absolutely excited to have him back. He was a game wrecker. Wall of Shame, interceptions. Why did we give up those easy interceptions? Daniel Burr writes in, Wall of Fame. Ken Dorsey, the entire D-line room. Wall of Shame, little dirty. James Cook, Zach Moss at the end. Gettysburg was Powell's choice to return the kickoff after halftime. Yeah, that didn't go very well. Nine-yard nine, nine yard re- return. <laughs> Edgar Donnybrook writes, it's so cool to see a lot of these familiar names from last season, last few years, uh, listeners to the podcast getting in on this. Edgar Donnybrook writes, Wall of Fame, the defense, Dorsey, the holder extraordinaire, Sam Martin, kickoff team, Bass being the ac- exception, Wall of Shame, running backs, except 26, Singletary means, Bass and then Bass, that one time on kickoffs. Only going to get a couple more in before we sign off. Josh Allen is my co-pilot, writes. Wall of Fame, huge props to Leslie Frazier for learning from his mistakes and taking a good Bills D and making it great. And to pretty much everyone else on a huge team win. Wall of Shame, Bean. All that drama this summer over a player at a position we didn't even use tonight. (laughs) Come on, man. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's see. Okay, maybe I'll do a couple more. Wall of Fame. This is from Buffalo Dill. Wall of Fame. The smile on Josh's face after he got lit up in the pile that made you think, oops, they messed up big time. (laughs) Wall of Shame. Jalen Ramsey. What you think about Josh Allen now, buddy? You got burnt numerous times. Also Stafford for the 8.9 fantasy points. (laughs) Go Bills. Carlin Sullivan writes, Wall of Fame. All the obvious ones. And I'm adding Christian Benford. Moment wasn't too big for the six-round rookie. Guy did his thing out there. Yep, I like that one. Wall of shame. Rams fans, because they suck at coming out to support their team. I ain't even really mad at the RBs like everyone else. Yeah, And uh, Big R writes, Wall of Fame. Josh, 5 out of 5 fire emoji rating, 350-plus yards, and 4 touchdowns. The defense, thank you, Von Miller. Uh, Digs the hosts of this pod for being good dudes, and my wife for being a hero as we added another Bills fan to the world a month ago. Ah, oh, congratulations, Big R, that's awesome, that's awesome. Shout out to Bills Mafia growing by uh, by more babies being born. That's awesome. Wall of Shame Moss Cook and Mackenzie for turnovers. Go Bills, cool man. It's so good. so good to see a lot of these familiar names coming back. Um, man, I'd love to do all because you guys, you guys got to come back to the Twitter Spaces and uh, and get in that way. Uh, but yeah, this was this was fun. This was fun. You guys did a great job writing in. Please do that every week after the game. I will try to read as many as we can. Um, yeah, great way to end a uh, a Bills win, a statement win, thirty-one to ten over the Los Angeles Rams. Uh man. Feels good. feels good to be a Bills fan. That 17-0 prediction that John always has every season and that I kind of started to maybe think that he he actually had something going this year. Uh, it's good to see it's not in jeopardy. So we got the Titans up uh, next week, which is great because the Bills have plenty of time to prepare for that game. Uh, what is it, 8, 9, 9, 10 days? So that's going to be nice. So we'll be there to prepare for that. Is there any uh, closing thoughts that, that you guys have you two have uh, about this victory or or anything else before we sign off.
3: No, I think you got it. Like I, I like that they have the extra time before week two; they can kind of settle down a little bit and um, kind of go over some of the tape. Um, some of the guys who had the the turnovers, you know, c- kind of get that cleaned up in practice and uh, look look forward to the it's home opener right against Tennessee on Monday night. So uh, yeah, that, it's that will be great. I like every week is going to be great this year. Every week's going to be a win. It's going to be a Super Bowl year. I, I, I can't wait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, today was fun, and next week will be great too. Looking forward to an awesome season yeah i mean this is a great start to the
2: season thank you guys all for listening thanks to the DraftKings sportsbook at delago for sponsoring the show and every show throughout this season uh super psyched to be with you guys um and hopefully you guys if you're not returning as a listener hopefully you're checking us out for the first time and uh you stick around the the our podcast uh is up every week after the recap and uh and yeah Check out the other podcasts on the on the on the Rumblings Network. They're almost almost as good as ours. Almost, I say that. <laughs> so, all right, signing off for John.
3: Where else would you rather be than right here, right now?
1: For Mike? Dude, you are always pimping somebody else's stuff. Like if you were if you had a mattress store and somebody came in and was like, hey, I want to buy a mattress, you'd be like, Hey, why don't you check out this mattress store next door or across the street? <laughs> They have the best mattresses.
2: Their their mattresses are really good. You should check them out. Jokes (laughs) on you
3: guys the mattresses are the same at both places.
2: They have better prices, though, so you should really buy one from them. (laughs) So, for Mike. And for me, Nate, check out every single podcast besides our podcast on the Podcast Network. You will not regret it. No, appreciate it, uh, all you guys, for listening. Uh, 17-0, the streak is alive. We'll talk to you guys again after the Tennessee Titans game. Go Bills. Hey,